Hello everyone. I am John, a 23 years old grad student living in Ankara, which is the capital of Turkey. Nope, it's not Istanbul. It is Ankara. And this is my very first podcast, Talk Turkey. Every week on this podcast, I will share my humble opinions and have a conversation about the hot topics on the agenda as well as conversations about what's going on in my own life. From time to time, my close or not so close friends will also join me in my conversations and you will have the opportunity to get to know me and them better. If you are ready to listen to this podcast episode without any further ado, let's talk turkey. Chris was my first guest on my podcast 2 weeks ago and he is actually one of my very close friends. Jenny is one of Chris's closest friends. They have been friends for a long time. They went on many trips together and experienced new things. They have many beautiful memories with each other. Chris in fact introduced me to Jenny via Instagram and Zoom. I liked her instantly and asked her to be a guest on my podcast this week. She was very happy to say yes to this. She is a nice, cheerful and friendly girl. This time, through my podcast, I can't wait to chat with her and of course with Chris. If you are ready to listen to this podcast episode that we talked about a variety of topics from how Jenny found herself in New York to her time in London, from Iceland's natural beauty and northern lights to Shit's Creek. Without any further ado, let's talk turkey. Yep. Hello, Chris and Jenny. Chris, welcome back. And Jenny, thank you. thank you for taking the time to join us and be a part of my podcast. This means a lot to me. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you guys both. So now, obviously, you are a friend of Chris's, and I know you because of Chris. Mm-hmm. And I would like to start our conversation by asking how you two met. Uh, well, we both started working, we were working as ushers at Carnegie Hall, and we started on the very same day, mm-hmm. and that was, re- I think that was really, that yes, there were five of us, and I think and from I was that, the only one who didn't come in the proper attire. Yeah, well done. It's just something I remember, yeah. I don't remember any of that. I do remember that there were five people. And then I remember that by our, I guess, second year, we were the only, no, two of them third year, we were the only two of us. Yeah. Yeah. So right. So that was right. really the start. And then we, you know, of course, when you do work like that, you spend a lot of time together because you are like, you're all in the same break room. 
you're working at the same place multiple times a week, sort of very much in the same environment. So the, it's like a very cool place to get to know people in that sense. And Chris and I had a lot of similar interests um, in terms of like theater and food and our friendship really, I would say, flourished from there. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Chris. Yeah, for me, the moment, the like big moment was uh, our pre-Tony Award photo shoot. Oh, yes, that was truly excellent. Uh, which was maybe two years in, right? Like yeah. we had I like mean, a we good work friendship friends. and we hung out a few times out of it. Yeah, but it was like yes. we entered a lottery to get cheap Tony Award tickets. We won. And then um, we, in Carnegie Hall, pre-Tony Awards, wore our like Sunday best, you know, my suit and your your dress and mm-hmm. had like a like a glamorous photo shoot with our friend Anthony. <laughs> yes, who was very we excited for us. And feel his pictures. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That really took our friendship to the next level. That felt like, yeah, the real moment for me, if I had to pick Mm -hmm. one. Great. And Danny, you are also originally from Canada. So how did you end up in the States in New York? Okay, well, so I grew up in Canada. I grew up in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, which is the capital of the country. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I wanted to go to acting school. I did an undergraduate degree in Ottawa before I came. And I happened to get into acting school here in New York City, got into the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And uh, so I initially came to New York for school. Um, My mom is American and my dad is Canadian. So I was able to, after school, I was able to stay and didn't need like a visa or anything. So I was able to stay and work and start building, you know, a community of people here. I obviously had made a lot of friends in school and then I made a lot of friends um, in the following years, like Chris, like doing a lot of work at at Carnegie. Um, So that's sort of how I, I came for school and was felt very, very fortunate to be able to stay. Yes. Mm. And you're still right now in New York City? I am. I live in Brooklyn and we are all staying home. I am in Brooklyn. Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I feel very fortunate in my situation. Oh, like, okay. we have, um, our living situation is really nice. Like, we have, a ba- we have a balcony so we can get fresh air without having to worry about as much. Very close to a big park, um, and I also have a bike, so I can travel through Brooklyn. I have not. Um, I've actually biked to Queens during this quarantine. I biked to Long Island City. Mm-hmm. I have not yet ventured into Manhattan. I don't know if I will, but I feel like there's a. Even though we're very, very much like sheltering in place, I, it does feel like I have a little bit of mobility. Um, and that I'm in a nice environment, which I think is really a, a blessing at this point. Yes. I feel like that would be a nice day, you know, bike over the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely... It would, get a coffee in Lower Manhattan, wherever is open. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I haven't been down there, but I don't know because it's... Like, I feel like there's so much 
commercial space over there, like businesses, that I don't know if there's as much residential space keeping things open. Yeah, you're probably right. You're I mean, I'll go right. exploring and I'll report back. Have you been to Manhattan at all since all of this? Um, I had, to, uh, well, let's see. Um, on March 14th, I had to take the subway to the West Side for something. That's the last time I've taken the subway. Um, wow. Very weird living in New York City. Yeah, um, I know. And then on March 18th, I had to go in and pick something up for to be able to work from home. And, and that's that, it. That's it. Yeah. And I, at that point, wow. because I was afraid of the subway at that point, which I think makes sense. Right. People, so a lot of people are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my last subway ride was March 14th and my last time in Manhattan was March 18th. Wow. Yeah. That's funny to me. <laughs> okay, so so you are from Canada. You came to New York City for education. <laughs> but also, as far as I know, you also went to London to study for a while. Yeah. Um, it, how, how was your time in oh London? God. What do you miss the most and what you don't miss at all? <laughs> um, well, I... Yeah. I hit... I miss a lot about London, um, but I very much am a New York girl. Like I missed New York while I was in London quite a bit. Um, I hit a point where I needed a bit of a break and it became kind of obvious that I wanted a master's degree and then a master's degree would help me in terms of both like my artistic career and my sort of like day job development. Um, so I went to London. I did my master's in performance practices research at the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama. All year, one year program. Um, like I was in London for a year, quite literally to the day. Um, what I would, there's a lot that I miss about London. I made some great friends there who I'm still in touch with who are now all over the world. So that was and that was nice. I um, was able to travel quite a bit. Like the access travel-wise to other countries is obviously very different than it is in the United States or in Canada. Because um, mm -hmm. there are, you know, as, you, as everyone knows, there's a lot of countries, um, sort of smaller countries closer together. So you can, you know, you can spend a weekend in Prague or you can spend a weekend in Florence and you're not breaking the bank and you're not, it doesn't seem like you're, you know, the whole time is spent getting to where you're going. So I was that, just going to say travel in Europe is cheaper, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely is. Just I don't, in general. Uh, yes, by far. Um, I don't yeah. know how this pandemic situation is going to affect that, but when I was there, super cheap to travel. I, I was able to go on like different trips with different people. Um, I saw a lot. I went to, a, I think I did in that year, I think I visited like 11 countries or something. So Amazing. That was really a highlight. And also my program art, artistically came 
was it was very much the right thing to do at the right time and has really it was a wonderful year of like being in the studio really exploring and researching what i was interested in and how what i wanted to develop as an artist and i think it's really enriched um both my experience of theater and performance there but also here and it really um created a much better um foundation for me to create my own work which um yes. was a big part of the goal of that program um but moved me forward and in a gave me a lot more direction is what i would say so and quite i think that you know you come back to new york you sort of get into the swing of the everyday and i really miss that program like it was a really it's something that i it was a year of just true artistic exploration and all i had to think about was what i was doing artistically and why i was doing it and they're you know doing the research for it and it was so immersive um and was a very strong very strong year very happy year um so i think that's big my big miss of London. I'm, I'm glad you experienced that. Me too. Now you and Chris have been friends for a while. Uh -huh. What is your favorite memory of Chris? And Chris, that question goes for you too. Um, it's hard to pick a like real favorite memory. Um, Chris did once make me laugh so hard that I spat out my water that I was drinking. I remember. Um, I have also laughed so hard with Chris that I once fell off a bench. So Yes, at work. Oh my gosh. And truly our In boss was days. like our boss walked by like right as I was falling off the bench from hysterical laughter. <laughs> his credit just happen. looked at me and kept walking <laughs> um <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but chris and i have also done a lot of traveling together and that mm -hmm. i'm has been really wonderful um my favorite and this isn't so much a memory with chris but my favorite thing that chris has ever done was i was in a total like like deep dive of writing my master's thesis. And I was, you know, sending it to everyone I knew to get edits because I, you know, it was, I was at the point of writing where I'm like, I don't even know if a single sentence in this makes any sense. Um, <laughs> and Chris was one of the people I sent it to. Um, and Chris didn't send back any edits but he sent back a list of like 50 questions that came up for him while he was reading my thesis. And all of them were like, what would happen if we would explore that this? many? Oh. It was, it huh. felt like a lot. It might've been 20. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but. 50 sounds I think excessive. Is... But I, I do remember <laughs> what you're talking about though. And I did do that. Yeah. And it was, it was like, it was so great. I think it was the moment for me that really solidified, like, I would like to work with this really wonderful friend artistically. Um, mm -hmm. And also, I think it just speaks to the 
the two of us as people. Like I put something on a page and Chris comes back with a million questions. And that's like one of my favorite things about Chris, I guess. Yeah, I guess I do do that. I didn't even realize. Mm -hmm. Like when you sent me the script, I guess that's kind of what I did. Because I guess I don't see the perspective for me has always been more collaborative. It's never been... I think this would be better. Do it this right, way. Exactly. It's always been, have you considered exploring it this way? And yeah. And maybe you say, I have, and I don't like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. I just thought and I'd sometimes throw it out there. When you know it's a really good idea. Really... Well, okay, yeah. I have, and I don't. I, so there are some times where Chris comes to me with a question, and I'll be like, mm, I don't think so. And then he'll, he'll know that he has a better idea. So he'll be like, really? <laughs> Just try it and see what happens. And then we try Let's it. Let's just try it anyway. Well, all right then. <laughs> That's I've always been like that, yeah. Chris, what about you? What's what's your favorite? For me, it's I, I think about friendships in terms of turning points, moments that, you know, shift. Um, you know, we become or how solidified things become. And, and I spoke earlier that, uh, that the photo shoot, the Tony Award photo shoot was a big one. Um, I think visiting uh, in London was a big one as well. Absolutely. Um, when we weekended in Paris and you took care of me when I was hungover that last day. <laughs> big it, one. My version, though, of taking care of Chris was going out and getting, like, <laughs> well, and not visiting we him at all. Paris. <laughs> we were in Paris. So, uh, you know, of course we still went out and I wanted to, but I woke up, I didn't even drink that much, but for some reason, I, maybe I didn't take care of myself. And I woke up the next morning and I think I threw up three times before we even left the Airbnb. No. And uh, that's, <laughs> so I I went think, out and then we went out and we went to the Louvre and we walked around. Did we walk around Montmartre that day? No, that was the day before. But we that went to the, the Louvre that day. And we got ice cream because that's all I could stomach. Then we went to a play that was all in French. So I promptly fell asleep for the entire show. A play that I loved. I by went way. to the museum. Yeah, I believe it was great. But you went to the museum while you no, were hungover. Hungover. Oh, okay. Hungover. Yeah, I was drunk the night before, but not even really. I I don't think I was that drunk. I think well, it was just a combination of the champagne at the Eiffel Tower and all the sweets and all the cheese and, and, and the French cheese. food is so heavy. So, so it was just it all coalesced into not feeling great the next day. And I didn't hydrate enough and I didn't eat enough like substantial food. We literally had cheese fondue for dinner. We just did Mardi Gras and I drank probably more and didn't get hungover. So maybe I just took care of myself better. Absolutely. Well, oh, yes. And Mardi Gras was. <laughs> that was a great memory as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I, there's so many, though, ultimately, I guess eating acai bowls before every performance of our of our show. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a highlight for me. Just that we had a show, but, you know, just the traditions that we created through it. Yeah. And I think that that is like one of the things that our friendship we're really good at doing is creating traditions within like our new experiences. Mm. Yeah, well said. You guys are great. Thanks. Um, so 
like Jenny said, and、um, in fact, including myself, both of you, all three of us, love to、mm. travel. And Iceland is one of the places I want to visit the most. And I know that you guys were there not too long ago. How was your trip to Iceland?、Uh, Iceland is magnificent. Yeah, Iceland was amazing. It was definitely a big highlight trip. When was that? It wasn't. It was that, February. It wasn't too long February ago. February of 2019. Yeah. Oh, okay.、Um, okay. And we, well, I was celebrating a big birthday. And what I wanted to do was see the Northern Lights for my birthday. And so we started. By looking, we decided that we knew we wanted to go on a trip for my birthday. And we started looking at places where it would be easier to see the Northern Lights in February. So we looked at Norway, we looked at Iceland.、Um, so it's not possible to see the Northern Lights in Canada?、Um, I have. So since our trip to Iceland, I have actually seen the Northern Lights once in Canada.、Um, but you. Have to be like it's much easier and more frequent to do so when you're a lot further north than mo- where most people live in Canada, is what I would say. I was gonna say, I don't know the statistic, but isn't it that like 80% or something of the population live within a certain mile, like radius of, of the border or kilometer radius of the border? Um, yes, I don't know what the statistic is, but most I don't either. Live, like, I read that look- once, it was like fascinating. Like, if you look at Canada, most of the major cities are a little bit further south.、Um, not all of them, but most of them.、Um, mm-hmm. And where, where I, in particular, grew up is not a place where, I, where you like, see the Northern Lights very frequently. You're、um, also in a city, so the light pollution as well. Yes, not exactly. Not that you can't go out of the city, but still. It's not、um, like you're walking home from school to the Northern Lights every night. That'd be amazing, though. That would be, I mean, and there are some places in Canada where that happens, but not where I imagine, I yeah.、Um, wow. And in Iceland, it also happens pretty frequently, it sounds like.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, seeing the Northern Lights is my favorite travel memories ever、um, because of the whole experience surrounding it that we had to take this bus like an hour and a half outside the city that we like. went out in a hailstorm, getting pelted by ice and wind just. Knocking us over, and then it all cleared for like 20 minutes as the northern lights came out. And it was just this this still moment、uh, that everybody just shut up and took it in, and <laughs> it was beautiful. And then the hail and the wind came right back. <laughs> and then we were like, it's such an adventure. Yeah. And I think that that was kind of the way that Iceland felt in general, like every day. Felt like an adventure in、exactly. a way that other trips maybe don't necessarily.、Um, exactly. Also, because of the elements in Iceland are like much more prevalent, I would say. Like,、mm-hmm. we drove through the national parks one day and they had worn. So, my parents also joined us and Chris's mom joined us. So, it was also like kind of a family trip, which was very cool.、Um, my dad、yes. had rented a car and they warned him. About the wind when he rented it, he was like, they apparently said to him, like, be careful when you're opening and closing the doors because it gets really windy in Iceland. And my dad was like, okay.、Hmm. And then we spent 
a day driving through a national park and it was so windy one of that my favorites had the doors closed <laughs> like, yeah it was like either i had to use all my strength to open the door or i had to be so careful closing it because it would just slam closed yeah it was just so and literally we have this really hysterical video of my mom and louise chris's mom staying in the car and then me and my dad and chris venturing out of the car and literally almost getting blown away by this wind yeah so cool it was amazing it was so funny was it your best trip guys i think yeah mardi gras was i think yeah that was more of a party trip and uh and paris was brief but still wonderful um but Iceland felt the most unique and the most thing like it again, unless I go back there. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I would agree. Montreal too, which was also wonderful, but yeah. Montreal was wonderful, but also kind of brief. Like we only spent a few days in Montreal. Also brief, yeah. We made the um, most of it, but yeah, that is true. Iceland just felt like the most, it stands out because it's just such a, remarkable country and the things you get to do are so different than anywhere else I've been so far. Mm-hmm. And also the landscape is so different well, than anything we've ever seen. It feels like say. the like the it feels like the land is alive sometimes. It's and the weather changes every 20 minutes. It's <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. And we ate some really wonderful um, we did really great food that we would never have eaten probably anywhere else in the world so also true and some of the best beef i've ever had like farm fresh oh beef. any future travel plans after this coronavirus nightmare lots of ideas mm-hmm. but nothing nothing concrete nothing no planned. but lots of ideas Colombia is an idea africa is an idea we have a lot yeah there's definitely a Morocco. lot of, there's a lot on the wish list for sure. And I should, yeah, that'd you. be yes. so fun. Please. Yes, it would be so much fun. Especially if we go to South Africa. Yes, yeah, that's like my, my number one country to go to and visit to. Um, so definitely. we can do that together. Soon as they let us. Um, right. Um, so I know you two had a joint project and I know you worked hard for it. Would you like to talk about it? Sure. Yeah. We. Yeah, Chris absolutely. And Jen. <laughs> yeah. Um, like briefly. If you sure. Want. We, um, well, after I got back from England, we sort of formed a creative partnership um, we decided to call ourselves the Kinetic Performance Group. It took us a long time to come up with the name, but we're very happy that with it. That was like one full two-hour meeting was coming up with that name. Yes. Um, In Central Park, I still remember. Oh, yeah, me too. And then we, so I, we were sort of looking, in my head, we were sort of looking for a, like a start project. Um, and we ended up, probably about like six or eight months later, um, I ended up coming up with the idea of like an absurdist comedy about a bomb threat. 
because there had been a bomb threat in New York and people in the area were told to shelter in place. And at the time, like no one knew what that meant. Um, Cause it could really have like, unless you're like in health and safety, like you really don't know the lingo, you know? Um, but we wrote this, <laughs> we wrote this play. It was a one act play. Um, a friend of mine stepped in to help produce, uh, who, and she is a nonprofit. So we were able to raise some money for it and like pay all of our actors and do all the things we really wanted to do. Um, and we, it was a one act absurdist comedy that was basically like a group of people, like employees of company who get stuck in a conference room during a shelter in place. And the shelter in places have become so frequent that everyone doesn't take it seriously. Um, but they have like these very specific, completely ridiculous things that they have to do per human resources. Mm. So it was a fun jumping off point. It was a very funny, um, I think it was funny. Everyone seemed to have a good time. Um, and we did a stage reading of it last May. So about a year ago. And then after the stage reading, we took in comments, we got feedback, we did some rewrites, and then we were, we submitted to a festival and we were in the festival in like September of 2019. That's right. We were able to, and we had a totally we different cast. Six, six performances, right? And we five had a... performances? I think it was five. Oh, okay. Five. five. Should have been six. No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was a cool experience too, working with different casts to like develop something with specific people and then to use that as a jumping off point with a whole new group of people and then to find a way to both retain what had been discovered and also let those new actors bring their own unique interpretations to the roles. It was just, I don't know, for me, that was a really rewarding and, and uh, um, interesting and, a good learning experience really absolutely and they were all so fun all 10 of them yeah they were pretty we great out the five and it was they were the best yeah sounds amazing i wish i was there to see and you know experience what you came up with but maybe next time future next projects time. And if you see any yes, theater festivals in, in so Turkey, before, let us know. We'll let submit. us know and we will submit. Yes. Okay. Yes, I will. Um, so before we go, I, and I always ask this at the end of the podcast, are there any TV shows, movies, or albums that you can recommend to us? Um, TV shows, movies, or albums. I recently watched a movie called The Gentleman. Mm -hmm. McConaughey. Okay. And I don't know when it came out. It's recent. Like, it's been the last year. Uh, it was wonderful. It was okay. really, really good. I, it was, like, it was, no. It was more of, like, a crime film. And it, full disclosure, it was pretty violent. But there were some very funny parts. There were a lot of great actors in it. Um, and it was kind of, it, the way it weaved itself together was really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, that was very cool. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of what well, we are currently rewatching the Harry Potter films, 
and the focus Always of this week, which is great. Um, and we're going to do all, we're on the first film of episode, or the first film of the seventh book tonight. So we're going to uh-huh. do all eight of the Harry Potter films and then both of the Fantastic Beast films. Oh, fun. Have you you've seen those yeah. before? I have seen them before. Okay. They're good. So it's gonna, yeah, it's going to be very nice. And then um, I'm trying to think. We made recently a list of all the movies that we've watched. And there's like, I think at this point, it's like 60 movies. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> um, we watch a movie every night. And it was driving me crazy that we weren't making a list. So then we remembered all of them, which was pretty fantastic. Impressive. Um, in terms of TV shows, I am watching, I'm not caught up yet, but I am watching Killing Eve, hmm. um, which everybody loves. Great show. Okay. Great show. Um, also, I'm re-watching, I haven't gotten to the sixth season yet, but I'm actually re-watching before I get there, um, Shit's Creek. Is bringing mm-hmm. yeah, so bring a lot of favorite. like joy. Jenny recommended actually yeah. it was because of her I started it. It's true. I would like. Oh, she bugged me I every mean, time she saw me. Have you started it yet? Have you watched it? Yet? And because I, tr- uh, I knew you would love it. I know, and I do, and it's exactly up my alley. It's my humor to a T. It's it's the best. Yeah, it's pretty great. Any recommendations? Oh, you, the last Chris? TV show we finished, I did not like. Um, that was Hollywood. Oh, I guess yeah, the last I show like that. really. Yeah, no, it was terrible, especially the last episode. But I appreciated what they were trying to do, at least. I, I appreciated the intent. It just didn't land for me. Um, mm-hmm. And it looked beautiful, and the acting was all good. So it had some good, good. Um, merits but i guess the last show i really loved was better call saul at least of what i've been watching recently um that's just it the writing is so good the um the characters are so likable and have such good like believable arcs and it's just it's a really fantastic show and to think that it came from or like it's a spinoff of Breaking Bad, which was already such a great show, and that they kept that, they maintained that quality, is just really impressive to me. And then I haven't been watching any movies recently. It hasn't been anything new. Um, and then albums, well, I haven't heard it yet, but by the time this airs, Chromatica will be out, so everyone go stream Chromatica. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Yes, by Lady Gaga. Yes. Great. Chris and Jenny, thank you so much for joining me today. I enjoyed our conversation me too. very much. Me too. And it was it was so nice to know you a little bit better, Jenny. Hope we can meet in real life as soon as possible and ha- yes, have that would be wonderful. Together, maybe. And Chris, thank you so much for joining me to be my co-host this time. Of course, bringing your friend to the podcast. Um, both of you take very good care of you as well. You and enjoy your Sunday. Bye. Bye, guys. With that being said. 
we have come to the end of this podcast episode. Thank you to my guests for joining me in this episode. I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I enjoyed it. And thank you, my listeners, for giving an ear to me and to this podcast. It feels good to be heard now and then. Please continue to support me, listen to me, and most importantly, talk turkey. Until next time, take care. Thank you.